Hey, I'm Angela Mendoza, and you're listening to the Odi Cloud Podcast. Today, I'll be sitting in with Odi Cloud co-founders Osariyamu and Hotter Rain, discussing where exactly they see Odi Cloud going and what exactly Odi Cloud is. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening. I definitely want to talk about guys like you know Derek, guys like Cassius, guys like you know even LP, Jackie, Thierry, all of them, um, and how they kind of fit. Uh, as far as Odie Cloud goes. Uh, but getting right into it, I mean, yeah. to put you guys back on the spot, <laughs> I want to ask you guys just straight up as a first question for, you know, the Odie Cloud podcast, or even if you know, this is just practice round, what is Odie Cloud? Like, what what is it to you? Because I know that everyone has a different definition of, of what Odie Cloud is uh, to them, but how do you define Odie Cloud as far as, you know, what you see it now? And what do you see it becoming? Um, Osar, you are one of the co-founders, one of the primary co-founders. So I'll yeah. go ahead and let you start. Uh, yeah, it's an, I mean, it's an interesting question. I think I've never actually defined it. Um, even when I started this, you know, this community, I actually didn't define it specifically. So it was just me needing some help with some Netflix stuff. I found two guys that were smart enough, brought them into a Slack channel. And that became like a small little group of three consultants uh, working together. Then slowly grew to become hey, a nice community. Now I see like other clients are asking for help. So I, I don't think I've ever defined it. I think the only time I had to define it was when I had to talk to VCs, right? <laughs> and actually speaking to a buddy of mine, say, okay, I'm trying to pitch what's going on because I see what's going on in the community organically. I think this could grow very, you know, grow very well. Could go crazy. Could be, could be a, probably the biggest consulting company in the world. But I didn't know how to define specifically. So going through a pitch deck, I had to pinpoint one thing about the community that would be a good you know, way to define community to an investor. And honestly, I think I had an I was struggling with that. <laughs> so I think it's just, I don't know, it, it feels like it's always evolving, but always evolving towards what people actually want to do as a community. So it's always like looking at the community, things that, that are happening organically, try to push that forward, support that. So I don't know exactly what it is. It's just, uh, for now, it's just a good community of network consultants wanting to work together, wanting to get support from support from, 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 from each other. So it's really what is, what's coming out the most, right? The community aspect of it. Right, right, exactly, Netsuit community. Ahad, I wanna bring you into the conversation. Um, how exactly do you define OD Cloud? And the same exact question. So uh, maybe you know a guy coming from consulting uh, into um, into the Odi Cloud um, community. I kind of see Odi Cloud as as a little bit um, in a more broader perspective. I, I actually think Odi Cloud is more of a movement, and by that I mean you know it's a shift of our mindset from consulting to freelancing, and it's kind of changing the way freelancing is perceived. You know, there's no um, there's no uh, fixed fine line between what a consultant does and what a freelancer does really, uh, you know, with the change, uh, recent changes from work from home, which is something that consultants have been, uh, uh, especially in uh, the technology world have been dealing with for five plus years, you know, we didn't need COVID to start experiencing the shift of work from home or the benefits of that. Um, so I think, you know, uh, broadly, I think it's technology. I think it's work-life balance, stability. Um, I think it, is essentially you doing uh, as a freelancer, having uh, the freedom to work uh, uh, on your own schedule, on your own time, and but while still reaping the benefits of full-time employment without being tied down to you know one particular consultancy or something. You know, essentially you're your own boss. 
Um, you can be assigned multiple clients or, well, you know, one large project. And um, as you interact with other individuals in the community, um, you not only grow your own skill set and, and gain mentorship and even opportunities for advancement, uh, career growth and advancement, but, you know, you also get to build meaningful relationships with other people and friendships, you know, which is something that's very challenging, uh, especially as people start to work more and more remotely. Right, right. No, I, I definitely agree with what you said. Um, I believe it's, it's, you know, a multitude of things, first of all, but I mean, defining it as a movement, defining it as a shift in lifestyle, I think mm -hmm. is something that we definitely want mm -hmm. to kind of imbue in our community and make them understand. Um, but as far as, you know, creating the need or, you know, even just seeing the need, uh, oh, sorry, this question I want to pose to you, uh, what exactly forced you to, you know, found the Cloud community? What exactly forced you to conceptualize what Cloud is today? Because, I mean, was there a need? What exactly mm. was that need in the first place? Yeah, so there are a couple of things that actually pushed me to, to start this community. So it actually started way before I left to become a freelancer, right? So many years I was working with Deloitte, you know, I don't know if I have to say name here, but I was working for a big four consulting company like Deloitte, Accenture, UI, just in a few of them. Right. So I was working for the big four and one day I was uh, working on a project in Toronto, uh, 10 of us in the team. Uh, and after some time, I realized that only two of us were from that big four company. And those two people, myself and my other buddy, just managing the project, right? No specific technical expertise on that domain, right? Just managing the project, tracking the time and making sure book meetings on time. <laughs> that was our job. And eight people out of that group of 10 were all contractors, super expert in their domain, uh, one of the best out there, but they're contractors. I'm like, okay, this is a big four project. They have two guys on the team from the big four who are basically the, like, the lowest level uh, of expertise in this domain. And we are managing like uh, eight people that are top expert in their field. So I was saying, okay, maybe this is not something that a big four, you know, there's no need for any big four partners or senior manager of this project. It's all done by these eight guys. They're doing a great job. They manage themselves, they manage their time and they basically deliver amazing work to the customer. But if you look at the pay side, I was on the other side managing the projects. So I knew the budget. I was like, these guys should, should get more from the work they do because honestly, they are the only ones involved in this entire work, right? So there was a gap between what I was seeing on the project and having these experts do their job and the guy, the guys getting the money on, on the top. It didn't come the same way down the line. It was basically a huge gap of pay from you know the guys doing the job and the guy and the guys um, that, that are getting paid for it. So that was kind of the that kind of plant to see in my, in my head at that time that these guys, they are fully independent. They can take and do the same job if Deloitte wasn't there. So again, if the big four wasn't there. And I think it's the same across the board. It's not just for Deloitte or EY. I think every consulting company have that kind of um, process, the hiring contractors to do the work and them getting paid for it. So it was just, yeah, it was just that. Then when I became a freelancer again, I said, okay, maybe I should just get to those guys that I worked with in the past and see if they'll be willing to, you know, to join me in some of these projects and let's try to get these clients together, let's team up. Uh, so it was just about reconnecting with those people and trying to see, okay, can we do this on our own if we don't have a big four kind of covering the entire thing? Can we sell to the same customers? Can we do the same complexity? Uh, can we deliver the same complexity of, uh, of technology just on our own? And I tried once or twice and it worked out. So, and after that, it was just about, okay, now let's see, the, let's see this, the other people out there 
that want to kind of do the same thing. And, if I, and I found that there were actually many, many people that wanted to work that same way. So, yeah. Right. I, I think that's a perfect segue, uh, kind of going into what I want to ask Ahad. Ahad, um, Osar loves to joke that you were the first Sodi Cloud consultant. And I, I know you understand <laughs> writing the line between being a full-time consultant as well as being uh, as an expert consultant, expert freelancer on the side. So how exactly was that interaction? And I mean, tell me the story. Like, I know we already recorded the story on uh, on one of our Odoo blog, uh, Odoo blog articles Uh for everyone listening, yeah. if you haven't read that shameless plug, please read that. Uh, but uh, Ahad, <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and tell us that story of, of how you met Osar and how you became the first Bodhi Cloud consultant. Yeah, no, definitely happy to share that. Um, so, I mean, um, when I was, uh, you know, working in the Bay Area for a, a company full time, actually, kind of as like an uh, internal administrator, uh, you know, one thing I realized was once you have a project that's completed, there's a lot of downtime between projects until the next project comes up. Like literally I would be at work, I'm getting paid full time, which is great, but I'm not being challenged, right? This was, I was pretty young in my career. So I wanted new opportunities, new challenges. I wanted to learn new, more about implementations, but things kind of stagnated while we were waiting to, you know, have discussions with uh, with the, um, with finance and, and, you know, between IT and I had a lot of downtime. So during that time, actually, you also reached out to see if I would be willing to take on some additional work since I did have the bandwidth. And I said, sure, you know, why not? Um, and I, I started working with uh, with a particular client essentially on a part-time basis. And, you know, we negotiated uh, an hourly rate and um, uh, basically started uh, jumping in right away. There was no lag time. You know, literally I got started. I, I had tasks assigned. Ozar did a pretty quick and effective KT and uh, basically started delivering value right away to the client. And uh, we worked with that client for, for some time as well. And, and um, you know, it, they, we had some pretty good feedback about the work being performed. And this is just, you know, right out of the, uh, right out of the blue, uh, you know, there wasn't like, uh, extensive, um, uh, you know, vetting that was done by the client or anything like that. They kind of trusted Ozar to find the right resource and, uh, to get the work done and which is exactly what happened. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, um, how we initially started working together, uh, out in the Bay area. And, uh, I guess that's what basically defines me as kind of like that first OE cloud consultant, mm. uh, where, where Ozar was testing out this, uh, this unique model. <laughs> Uh, Osar, was that exactly how you remember it? I love to hear yeah, no, the side of the story. No, no, it, it is. It is because before I had, I've spoken to probably 10 consultants before I had said, okay, yeah, let's do it. I think one thing that was difficult for me to pitch at that time is that, okay, first of all, you don't know me. Uh, like, you know, I call someone up in LinkedIn. Like, it's not like someone from a big company, consulting company calls you and you can go on their website find out if those guys exist and you're going to be working for a period of time without getting paid right so there's definitely like me pitching to a consultant on linkedin that person didn't, didn't find a website and i'm just telling hey you have to go work for this client and also one one thing that's that I was trying to test as well is that most time in consulting you ask a client the client so many questions to know exactly what they want to get from that consultant or from you to size the scope and make sure you don't lose money or you don't get into trouble so there's a lot of work done just to make sure the client tells you everything that you, you come up with contracts and that contract you have to do the same with the consultant you're hiring is a 10 page contract they have to go through it's very complex you know everyone's trying to cover to make sure there's no you know there's no issue anywhere so my approach was the client doesn't know exactly what they need because they need help they don't know yet right and i'm trying to engage someone that i'm going to tell hey, i don't know what the client actually needs all they need is just you to get in and help 
it's, everything is all gray. There's no specific, no, no specific scope. And trying to find someone that, that's okay, yeah, I, I want to go into the client and figure out what they need, and we'll talk, you know, we'll talk after that. That was probably the most difficult. And it's, it basically turns out that most of the clients we have right now, they don't know what they need until someone come in and do the work, assess, then, and they're okay to pay a fixed price for someone just coming in, help them out, like, because you don't know what you know until someone tells you, oh, this is what's broken and this is what you need to fix. So that was really what I was testing. Would, would a customer accept to have someone in, just come investigate, then do the work after? And would someone, would, would someone be able to take a job without knowing exactly what they're stepping into and figure out as they do the job, right? So that was really what I was testing. So he was the first person that said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right, so. right. Uh, and I mean, looking back now, uh, Ahad, I want to ask, uh, you know, how exactly did you guys end up reconnecting? Like, uh, I mean, what I really want to ask is what took you so long to join the team again, <laughs> man? Like it, it seems like it took forever. What exactly were you doing in between, uh, you know, the point where you were the first Eddie Cloud consultant? And I mean, now you, you are very much about, uh, you know, handling all the sales for us. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I didn't join freelancing uh, earlier was because, in the freelance community, you're there's only you're just one thing. You're a freelancer with a certain number of years of experience. You have uh, it's very difficult for you to be able to quantify. You know, in a in a typical company, you have uh, you know you start off as a consultant. You kind of go to senior consultant, principal consultant, manager. You have these levels that you're excelling in your career that not only make you feel good as a person, but they also contribute to your. Uh, you know, to your skill set, because you can say, I have these many years under my belt. I've, I've been successful in each in one of these stages to move up. Uh, as a freelancer, you know, and a lot of the times the challenges is that you have a lot of experience under your belt, especially if you're, uh, you know, pretty young starting off in your career. Uh, but it's, it's difficult for you to feel that same level of career growth, right, as you mentioned. So, um, that's something that we're, we're looking to shift in the freelancing space by providing, um, you know, individuals an opportunity to feel as though they're growing in their career, taking on additional roles, different titles, um, different opportunities and expanding their skill set and, and getting mentorship accordingly. So those, those facets were essentially something that I was like, you know, I do want to join freelancing, but first let me get to this stage before I consider it. So that way I know that I'm personally ready and I have enough experience and background under my belt to be able to, um, you know, uh, be able to win projects as a freelancer and kind of go into that space. So I think that was basically the, the key factor for me staying on the consulting side and not taking that leap over to freelancing initially. Right, right. Uh, I think you bring up a great point as far as the people who are trying to target for you know this community? Who we're who we're actually trying to bring in? Uh, Osar and Ahad actually I want to pose this question to both of you. Um, what exactly you know? What kind of consultant are we looking for? Are we looking for somebody that's you know already you know really far down in their career path? Are looking for something new? Or are we looking for somebody kind of in between? Or you know are we very much trying to bring in people that are looking for mentorship, looking for guidance mm -hmm. and whatnot? Yeah, for, for me, it's all of it's all of those people because I think it started. Odi class started with uh, our senior consultants. I actually, I actually say we are kind of retired consultants. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's how we started because if you look at the first people that joined, I mean, they have they've had like before experiences. They they've done everything that, that that's possible to do with a with, with a consulting firm in NetSuite. They've done everything. So it's like once they get to that point, it's really retirement, right? It's kind of managing young clients, working probably just 20 hours a week and you know just man like work life balance become the most important thing for them. 
So that was our first group of consultants. Like work-life balance was really important. So no, you know, no 40 hours, 60 hours uh, work. It was really kind of targeted clients that also have that kind of, I would say, um, um, flexibility in how you work and the projects, the way you manage your projects. So we're able to match those retired consultants with the clients, with the right jobs. But I think with right. time, we see, you know, more and more you know, young consultants join us. And we also want to grow in that sense. I think people that reach the higher level, they also want to mentor people and tell them, you know, give them the ropes of the business and help them achieve their goals as freelancers that we have to basically build the, our entire role ourselves. We have any guide or anything. But now that someone that's joining freelancing today, we can bring all that knowledge, experience and say, okay, here's what you, you know, here's the first thing you should do. You know, set up a corporation, LLC, uh, make sure you have enough cash on the side just for a little bit, you know, don't quit your job right now, figure out a way to slowly transition. So that that's all the things that the senior consultants are bringing to the junior consultants or the junior freelancers. And I really, I really see our community now being like, you know, from senior to newbie, we have everything that anyone can benefit from in this community, right? So. Right, same question to you, Ahad. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you know, one of the things that I've seen um, are in my consulting life, clients even saying, hey, you know, why don't you just work with us directly, right? <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it really, it's, it's so, so this, this is, this is, uh, this is the thing. This is why the, the line is blurring. So as Ozar mentioned, you know, when I first started working with a with one particular consultancy, um, I walk into a, this massive project, right? There's already 13 Deloitte consultants there and a Deloitte project manager. There's at least like five or six consultants from uh, from my firm that were there. And, uh, and, and a couple of other consultants from a different accounting firm, a completely secondary accounting firm that were there. And, you know, you you have three companies working, but you don't know how many of them are are contracting just directly with those companies, <laughs> right? So essentially, you're kind of just paying a premium in between when you could either. So you know the challenge a lot of companies have is finding that talent. They don't have the time to find that talent, but really, you're you're dealing with a contractor in one way or another, mm-hmm. right? You may you may have hired one of the big four. You may have hired another uh, t- technology consultancy or whatever it may be, but you don't know the inner workings and of you know whether someone is. Uh, is uh, directly hired by them or not. So that, that's, that's one thing there. And I think that, uh, you know, as Ozar mentioned, in the, the um, freelance community, as, as things are starting to transition, people are starting to take on uh, different roles, different titles as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think one of the challenges are there are people that have families that, are, that have, you know, um, they have to keep a roof over their head. They don't know about, you know, uh, stability is a major concern in this area. So we're looking to overcome those challenges by having a steady um, stream of work available for these uh, these individuals. And the, the better they are at their work, trust me what I tell you, we don't even have to try to uh, find more work for them. The client themselves will say, we want more mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it, it's really a win-win relationship for a lot of, uh, for a lot of freelancers. And, and that's how we have this flexible model where you can have one foot in the door and one foot out until you feel comfortable and join, uh, you know, fully once there's, uh, you know, once you have everything set up, you're ready to take the leap and, and then, and then come join us. And that way you don't even feel, you know, you, you leave one company to join a new opportunity. You have no idea what you're getting into. You can read Glassdoor, you can read everything, but it's not until you start day one that you realize, Oh, you know, this is a great company or, Oh crap, you know, what am I going to (laughs) do? So this way you get to see the culture, you get to see the inner workings, you get to feel confident about making that decision and then being able to jump in, you know, uh, feeling good about it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, I think one of our biggest advantages. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, sorry, anything to add? Yeah, I think just to add to that, I think there's, so this is something that senior consultants definitely, you know, push towards in the end, like in the, end, not the, end, the middle of their career, right? But even like new consultants or just someone getting out of school, it feels like testing the, you know, like the community aspect of it is more interesting right now than joining the corporate and having all these benefits and everything. I definitely see a shift of younger, younger generation, right? Consultants, first year at Oracle, first year at the big four, they already kind of saying that's not for me, right? Looking for things like, you know, more like no boundaries, like, you know, they have, they have network across the entire um, community of NetSuite. And I, that was something that was important once you get to your five years, six years, 10 years career back then, right? So because some, once you get into a big firm, you're like, oh my God, I'm at, the, I'm at this big firm. It's exciting. I have my little badge that says Deloitte, Accenture, UI, show that off. You know, I have my luggage and I'm traveling around the world, it's fun. But that right now is just one year. The excitement goes for one year. And after one year, this guy's like 23, first year at this big, big four. And he's like saying, yeah, I'm, I get it, it's, it's, it's fun. But actually what, what I want is freedom. I want to be able to work from anywhere. I want to be able to have like colleagues across the entire uh, ecosystem. And I'm like, wow, like, it, like honestly, they don't have that appreciation, I would say, for being part of those big firms. And it's, I think it's all across the board, like young people right now, doesn't really matter what corporate you, know, you, you are, it's tough to get them to believe in the corporate dream. So I think that's why many young people have joined us recently and just looking at our platform as probably something that's more interesting than their, than their job at the big four, right? So that's definitely changing from, you know, the senior consultants we had like two years ago than the new, you know, than new people joining in, They're super young, not so experienced with NetSuite, but willing to learn very fast. So definitely seeing a little shift there. Yeah, and I mean, not everyone, uh, sorry, what, what was the last point here, Angel? Sure. Not everyone wants to work the, the big four hours, yeah. right? Not everyone wants to, uh, you know, work 60, 80 hours a week or whatever else it may be for these uh, uh, projects. Some people, uh, you know, just want uh, to work at, uh, standard 40 hours a week, you know, willing to go up to 50, but uh, but not feel like their, their day-to-day is, you know, th- there's a lot of burnout that happens, especially like when you go remote, your entire day spent in meetings. You're only working. Like, you know, I had days where uh, literally 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I was in meetings. And then from 5 p.m. to like 8 or 9 p.m. I was working. And the next day, same thing again, right? So that's not uh, something that's conducive or sustainable. And although, you know, if you're working at a big four and you're determined to become a partner or something, that that lifestyle may get you there. But, you know, a lot of people don't, they don't want that, right? They want to be able to to have a work life balance and and still be able to make good money, but they they don't they're they're not looking for the same things and and they don't feel like there's another avenue for them. They feel like it's either consulting or I work full time for a company. So we're kind of changing that uh, right a little bit, and uh, I didn't want to highlight that a bit. Hey, Angela, before we move on, you are, I mean, I think you also have to answer some of our questions because you're also part of this community as much as we uh, are, right? Uh, I mean, that's why <laughs> so, I, I no, no, no. the position of moderator here. No, so no, I, yeah, I mean, this is, this, is, this is not that kind of uh, you know, podcast. I think we are all here, <laughs> moderators and guests. And, uh, you know, I think I also want to ask you the question because you are, very, you, are, you are in a very unique position within this community and this founding team, right? So Ad and I, we, you know, deep into the NetSuite stuff, consulting, that's our thing, that we breathe that every day. But so we kind of see what's beneficial from the community aspect, which regards to that specific domain that we are in. But you kind of not been into the NetSuite stuff that much and you're seeing this community as for, for, I would say for what it is, right? 
So what, what's what's in, what's in Odi Cloud that you find interesting? How, how you describe this community yourself? Uh, first off, that's a great question. Second of all, uh, I hate you for putting for uh, putting me on the spot now because <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. No, this is okay. I, I very much appreciate the practice. Go for uh, it. <laughs> no, uh, as far as you know, this community is uh, as far as it goes. Uh, for me, what is the most interesting? Part about this community is the fact that we are are meshing, you know, so many different things across, you know, multiple different expertise, multiple different boards. I mean, when you look at the way that everyone interacts, when you look at uh, everyone that's already in all NetSuite, and then seeing how they speak about each other through, you know, my unique lens, that being, you know, ODTV, it's very it's very apparent that, you know, the conversations that are being had outside of all NetSuite, everyone's just kind of talking about their lives. Everyone's just trying to look for a way to connect with each other. And I mean, at the core of a voting cloud community is that human connection, people that are just seeking to connect with each other on a much more, you know, profound level other than, you know, just work. And I think, you know, bringing it back to what you were uh, talking about as far as the need, um, I think uh, you know community members are are very much trying to find ways to connect with each other other than NetSuite. Mm -hmm. I think providing that avenue, providing that that way for people to do that and, and mm -hmm. to be more than just their NetSuite yeah. uh, consultants. Yeah, love the ringtone by the way. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. worries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just wrapping up. I mean. Providing everyone that that resource is going to be so much more beneficial than just providing everyone a, a possibility of connecting with people, trying to bring them onto their NetSuite team and whatnot. So for me, it very much is uh, always, it, I, I think it's always going to be more than just NetSuite. Um, and I think that puts me in a very unique position, a, a position that I very much appreciate uh, you and as well as Ahad and, and Vanielle uh, for bringing me into. Yeah. Well. Thank you. And thank you. I think that's one thing also that's easy to, uh, I wouldn't say sell. Like I reach out to these guys all day, can you know, pitch them on the cloud services and whatnot. What really kind of get, um, like what really brings them in is really that social aspect. Honestly, I could tell them about the consultants. I mean, they get they get called all day by, you know, Anderson Frank and other guys asking them for oh, yeah, time course. for work. Right. It's not, but again, once I, once, I start, once I start talking about, you know, things we do and, as a community, things like just going to go beyond NetSuite a little bit. And so, you know, we have, uh, you know, right now we're thinking about, you know, doing some, yeah, I don't know, we have like demo days, that's one thing. But again, I think it's just the fact that they see themselves in more like going back to the office space with colleagues and just doing, talking about other stuff than just NetSuite. Even people connect outside the core forum. I actually discovered that recently, <laughs> Sarah uh, and I were talking and she was, she actually called, called a bunch of people just to not just just to chat, you know? so she actually were able to connect with them outside the um, the the, uh, the feed that we have, right? So I see that happening more and more. Like Derek also called a bunch of people because she, you know, he saw the names. I've seen them in the past project and the chat online for on the phone for an hour or so. So definitely, I think just that human connection is what actually help us bring people into the community quicker. Not just like oh, we have jobs for you and we have you're gonna you have this rate or, or whatnot. The job is not that much. Uh, the, the driver, and that's good. That's good. Actually, actually, want because I don't want that to be the driver either. Because I think we have much more to to do together than just make money, right? Yeah, it's more than just NetSuite work. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I, you you brought up Sarah, you brought up uh, Derek. I also want to bring in one other guy into this conversation, that being Cassius. 
I mean, yeah. when the when I talk to these people and they're talking about how they've connected to everyone else in the community, they tell me their stories. It's yeah. just so interesting beyond anything that they could possibly talk about in terms of NetSuite. Because again, I'm not a NetSuite dude. When they start yeah. talking about you know A plus B plus C, I'm like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, by the way, I mean, if you're willing to pay me to get my NetSuite certification, I will get my NetSuite certification. That way I can understand and talk to these people on a more technical yeah. level. But as far as, you know, them connecting with other people, Derek, you know, he was telling me that, you know, he really found inspiration to make the jump from corporate uh, to freelancing because he saw Cassius's ODTV interview. And that was what inspired him, which is crazy to me to, to think about, you know, he was like, I can't wait to be, you know, uh, LinkedIn famous like Cassius and, and stuff like that. And I was <laughs> like, you know, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, Sarah talking about how she wants to make a commitment to talk to more people in the community, connect with them on more than just NetSuite. And of course, you know, uh, people like Cassius who are very much in that space where they're like, oh, I, I want to, you know, kind of be on both sides where I'm able to provide my, for my family and be a full-time consultant, but also I'm kind of looking to make that shift eventually to freelancing mm -hmm. and connecting with these people, connecting with people like you, uh, connecting with people like Ahad are making a, a more of an effort or are causing them to make more of an effort to kind of make that shift a little earlier than yeah. Yeah, expected. Yeah. So I think that's Definitely great. Agree. Yeah. Ahad, anything that? No, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I think that that's a challenge we're, we're going to experience, especially with uh, folks that are a little bit more junior in their, in their careers, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a, um, a lot of uncertainty associated with it. Um, and uh, a lot of individuals that are junior in their careers are usually like, you know, a part of freelancing is you being uh, willing enough to go and seek out an opportunity like this. Whereas a lot of on-campus recruiting and school recruiting is the opposite, right? You have like companies reaching out and, and hosting this. So, I mean... Uh, I think that that's something that we we still need to tackle. And um, but uh, but but that said, um, I think we we are starting to see, as Ozar mentioned, a trend towards uh, folks that are younger in their career seeing the benefits of freelancing and, and joining in. And I mean, we have one person on the Odi Cloud platform actually, and uh, this individual uh, was actually freelancing for about five years before they joined a uh, consultancy. And it's funny because they tell me they're like, uh, you know, odd like this is this is the least I've ever been in my life <laughs> and the more I've ever worked. So they worked for one year and then they're like, I can't do this. Once you get a taste of freelancing, there's no going back because he, he realizes, you know, more flexibility, be able to, to, to work at his own uh, schedule, whether it's um, Pacific time or Eastern, you know, it doesn't matter if he has to work late, but uh, he feels that's more flexible and, and uh, easier to maintain versus you know, when you're uh, when you're working for uh, a company, whatever projects you're assigned, you have to do, even if it's something that may be uh, something that you don't enjoy. And naturally speaking, I mean, you don't have to be, you know, an HR expert to know if you don't enjoy something, you're not going to put in your 100 percent. Right. Mm -hmm. It's something that you have to do, not what you want to do. And that shows at the end in the end result. So, uh, you know, I just want to add that little tidbit there. But uh, but other than that, I totally agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Osar, thank you for asking me that question. Definitely brings me back to the good old days when I was on all those sports podcasts and whatnot. And, you know, people would have to ask me those questions. And I was always put on the spot, man. Like, you know, I, I felt all jittery just right now, too. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Gotta answer this question. Yeah, really good time. Um, I, I do want to open the floor to, to both of you guys as well. Like, I, I don't want to always be considered uh, very much the, the moderator or the conversation leader. So, I mean, are there any questions that, you know, aha, do you want to ask Osar? Osar, you want to ask Ahad right now? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, one thing that is is interesting about um, OdiCloud is that we're, this is not just a typical consultancy, right? We have uh, not only this community aspect, but kind of like a, um, a technology aspect to it as well. So Ozar, I mean, uh, what is, uh, you know, I guess, what is your vision for this mm -hmm. technology platform, you know, at, at, at the highest level? I think it's, it would be good to, to understand kind of what you're thinking is, what is going to be our vision, you know, maybe let's say uh, five to 10 years from now uh, for mm -hmm. the technology aspect of it. Yeah, uh, I think, I mean, for me, this actually started, the technology aspect was actually in the beginning of this uh, entire venture. Uh, whatever we do right now on Slack was supposed to be hosted on our own you know, platform, basically managing that feed uh, on our own technology. So again, bootstrapping forced us to use tools just to get quicker <laughs> and putting right. things together. I think for me, the technology aspect is always about knowledge. I think that's one thing that we're never going to, because this, this space moves so fast, like things that come out every month with NetSuite, ideas that, be, that becomes a solution. Before it used to take like, you know, two or three years for an ERP to evolve, right? Think of SAP, right? You know, back then, yeah, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm like 80 years old, but back then SAP, like, you know, like you, you see like a guy that's been doing SAP for 10 years and he hasn't learned anything new and he will still come on the project, do his whole thing, bring up his old templates from the past and that was to work. Right now in the space we are in, if you don't keep yourself up to date, like every month, every two or three months, six months maximum, you, I mean, you're out because your client's gonna tell you, hey, this network has this module called, uh, you know, advanced shipments or whatever that is, right? And you're gonna say, oh, okay, let me look into that. No, you have to always be a step ahead of what's happening. Even NetSuite itself becomes too small for, it, for, a, for, a, for a consultant that have expertise in NetSuite. You have to be able to think beyond NetSuite. Your clients are looking for a solution that's kind of business solution, not just like NetSuite specific stuff. So you have to be able to think really larger than NetSuite. So you have to kind of pull up this knowledge from all these different places. So for me, the technology aspect of, of um, OD Cloud has always been about building knowledge, like building a knowledge base and being able to support anyone with any, like any time with, with, with solutions. So for me, a consultancy, the first priority is really keeping the knowledge, building knowledge and making knowledge easily accessible. So that's primarily why the technology aspect is important for me. It's really knowledge base, crowdsourcing, and making sure that this community keeps growing, but with the highest level of expertise kind of gathered in that technology, right? So I think one word for this called uh, collective intelligence as well. So collective intelligence is easy to talk about that, but building a, a platform that has that collective intelligence does require some tech. And how we get there, takes different approach, right? You know, the social feed is one, I mean, the task management is one, but again, the idea is really to collect knowledge at every touch points of these consultants collaborating together, right? So yeah, I don't have to answer your question, but knowledge is really the key aspect of this. Ahad, any follow-up? No, no, uh, I think that's, uh, that makes sense. And I think that uh, the, uh, you know, and, and I, I would agree, I think that that's one of the biggest uh, values that we can provide, again, um, you know, part of the reason is because, uh, you know, what I'm, what I'm thinking about uh, Ozar's comment about the knowledge aspect is that you don't want to reinvent the wheel, right? So if someone's done something before, um, we can capitalize on that information. And not only does that help the client because it, it puts the, the uh, freelancer or consultant a, a step ahead 
right? They already have a, a kind of a paper trail or a conversation they can look at of how someone else addressed this. And even if it's a task, you know, I can be working with the best client in the world that I love, right? Whether it's a Google or whatever, but I might still get a task that I don't understand. And that's daunting because, you know, who am I going to reach out to for help? How, how am I going to learn this on my own? If I have a database or some sort of knowledge base that I can go to, to see how others have handled it in the past, that already puts me at a level of ease uh, to want to join something like that because I'll have access to this valuable information, which is going to not only make it easier for me to do my job, but provide a, a better result to the, uh, to, the, uh, to the client at the end of the day. So uh, I think that, that makes a lot of sense, Ozer. Thank you. Yeah. And it also ties in, just to add to that, it also ties into our business model, right? So I think one thing that surprises people sometimes when I tell them retainer model, they say, you know, basically you're going to be working for this customer on a fixed price base. Even customers now ask us, like, you know, can we just do by the hour? Great, but you're not going to, honestly, what's going to happen is that with the knowledge base we have, you know, most of this stuff, you know, you actually require someone sitting down hours to build it. If you go by the hour model, I, as a consultant, if I'm going to spend 20 hours building that code, right, and I'm paid by the hour, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend 20 hours doing the exact same thing that I can do in one hour because I'm going to pay 20 hours for it. So the client end up staying longer waiting for me to get done. Whereas in this case, if we have an agreement of, yes, how much my expertise is worth, I see a solution that can be developed in half an hour because I have access to this massive knowledge base. The customers get to enjoy their solutions faster. I think that's sometimes difficult to sell, but once you experience it, it's tough to go back. Even for the clients where right now, having just you know, us not talking too much, you know, so much about ours, but just getting these you know, projects completed quickly, but they don't see what's happening on the back end, right? They only see that, hey, this guy is super awesome. We want more of him or want, to, want him to be, you know, want double his time with us. But what, what they don't see is him every, every day chatting with 100, like 100 people to get the answer he needs to come back quicker to this client, right? So that's one thing I think this knowledge base does. You also have to work with the model of, you know, the business model we have, which is retail. It wouldn't work if everyone is trying to maximize how many hours they spend and try to make money off the hours. So it only works if everyone is committed to say, you know, I'm going to pay a hard 10 hours a week as a retainer. I had to have all the best interest to get this stuff done quicker and better. And he's not hanging on, hanging on to anything just to kind of get to 20 hours, right? right. Yes, 10 hours, make the most of that time, get the best solutions to the client, and we repeat ourselves like every month, everyone's moving forward and it's, and it's working. So that's kind of a challenge in the consulting space because it's not naturally what people think of when they think of consulting. Right, right. right. Mm -hmm. uh, Ahad, I want to go back and kind of address something that you mentioned as far as inventing or reinventing the wheel, rather. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, when we look at different consultancies, when we look at different communities, I mean, there's just so many out there. Like, uh, I mean, right. you know, mm -hmm. so I think you mentioned Anderson Frank already, right? People like that. Uh, what exactly does the OD Cloud community or do or you know, offer that differentiates us from those types of communities. That differentiates us from you know other consultancies. What what makes us so different? So I think one thing that uh, I know has been cited from uh, individuals that I know that came from different consultancies is that they were even before they joined the Audi Cloud platform, they were kind of already part of the Audi Cloud 
uh, Slack channel, right? So, and they, t- they said that the feedback that we get from the Holy Cloud channel is better than what we get from internally from our community, from our uh, company channel. <laughs> so they already felt more comfortable about asking questions in that community. And I think part of the reason is because, you know, as Ozar mentioned, we have our retired folks, they're not really retired. They're just so good at what they do that they, they want to uh, do something on their own. And they have this level of um, uh, expertise that provides that added value because they can, they've already either done it or they know enough about it where they can provide a recommendation. It may not be the exact answer. It may be a workaround or something else, but at the end of the day, they'll, they'll point you in the, in the right direction uh, or, uh, you know, uh, provide you with some additional resources. And I think what makes Audio Cloud different is that, so, you know, you have one consultancy, they have one methodology of doing a certain thing, but Audio Cloud brings different methodologies from these different areas together. So you can have one project. I think, uh, you know, uh, something we actually recent, uh, recently worked with a very large client delivering, you know, tackling some deliverables. We had to prepare a fit gap analysis, a project plan and a proposal and all these other items. And I don't think I've seen, you know, even, even when we reached out to some folks that saw it, they're like, this is like one of the best, uh, you know, documents I've ever seen. And I think part of the reason for that is because we bring our ideas and, you know, we bring the best from all of these different individual companies that are doing things that, you know, each company has an advantage. We're bringing all of that together and we're picking out the best of the best from those uh, and we're allowing them to share that knowledge and feedback. So you can have a, you know, you may, uh, you may have a Deloitte uh, consultant, an ex-Deloitte consultant on your team, and you're going to learn how uh, he or she is managing the project and be able to, you know, uh, add your own value by providing uh, uh, certain things that you've done differently in the past in, in certain areas. And combined, that provides, you know, uh, um, an even uh, different level or uh, a higher quality of um, expertise and deliver, uh, uh, delivery to these uh, clients. So I think that's, um, that's mm-hmm. another added factor of being part of the Oda Cloud platform mm-hmm. and what makes us unique and different. Mm-hmm. What about you, Osar? What, what do you feel makes us different than any other community out there, any other consultancy out there? Yeah, I, I agree with what I just said. I think one thing that's, uh, at, at least for the network community or even the IT communities in general, you, know, you have Stack Overflow, you have Reddit, all those are great communities, you know, knowledgeable people are there. I think what makes us a little bit different is that we actually have a working community. I actually, I actually like to call that a working community, mm-hmm. meaning that we have the community aspect of sharing knowledge, support, but we also have on top of that, a marketplace. That means we actually have opportunities coming down to the community. So you can technically just stay here because what you do, for example, with Reddit, you have your work on the side that you go to Reddit to find some solutions and you go out of Reddit to go back to work. We try to bring everything under one roof, right? You can technically be on the community learning and getting support. But again, we have opportunities coming down the drain as well. So our community members get to also get, like basically get work from that same marketplace or that same platform. So I think I like to call this a working community because again, it's not just about getting answers and Q&A. It's also about getting jobs and basically filling up your your days with OD Cloud work, right? So that's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't want to turn this into uh, any kind of ODTV interview and whatnot. So I'm not <laughs> going to ask you guys about any of your hobbies and whatnot because I already know, I already know. Uh, but uh, again, Ostar, thank you so much for asking me a question because uh, I feel like it very much took uh, all of us, at least you know, speaking for myself, it took me a little bit to kind of loosen up and kind of flow into this conversation. <laughs> so thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to do that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if there's anything else uh, that you guys want to add, I mean, do so now. Otherwise, I think we've gone a little bit over time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, I feel like uh, it, it wasn't until the middle of the conversation where we actually hit our stride yeah. and we were actually able yeah. to kind of flow. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we were able to, to get yeah. past that hump and kind of, uh, you yeah. know, vibe off each other. You know what I mean? I think one thing I would like to kind of, with this, I mean, just to kind of go back to why we're trying to do this podcast. Right? I think, yeah, this is the first one. This is just us talking about the cloud and you know, telling how, like, how, we, um, how we got here, right? I think what I would like to do, these stories, like, this is ours, but there are so many stories like this that I would like to share. Exactly. I mean, we spoke about Derek Cashers, and we all have a different way of telling the same story. But I think, you know, <laughs> once we think of this podcast, having the fourth person come in, and really try to give us, it doesn't, need, doesn't even need to be Audi Cloud centric. I think what, as I had mentioned, this is a movement, right? It goes way beyond Audi Cloud. This is something that's gonna, it's gonna, basically it's gonna hit the industry so hard that in two years from now, they will be struggling to get people to, like, to work on those projects that, you know, that used to be very easy to staff in the past, right? So I think there's something that goes way beyond the cloud. I would like to see people come speak about the movement and see if it was different from being a consultant 10 years ago than being a consultant now. What's life, what's work-life balance now versus five years ago? And someone that just graduated from school what's a consultant career what's even like a professional career anyways like how, like how do you see your, yourself working your, like basically your, your first job right what's your first job it's very different from my first job when i graduated from school i knew exactly i wanted to be in this but now it's like i don't know and that's cool yeah I, you know, i've been out of school for five years i still don't know what to do that's cool i'm like what really you know but that's again a very shift in the culture and movement. I think I would like this podcast to kind of explore those concepts, mm -hmm. what's changing in the workforce, what movement is out there and how we kind of navigate, you know, working as a young professional today. Yeah. So yeah, that's really just my, my one. You know, no, my no. One yeah, yeah. I, I totally dig it. Yeah. Uh, at least for this podcast, I very much wanted to make sure yeah. that we establish some sort, some sort of chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and as far as, you know, kind of addressing what OD Cloud is, um, the fact of the matter is one, it's both easy and difficult at the same time to define exactly what OD Cloud is because it is so many different things. And uh, kind of what you were saying, um, you know, everyone tells a story differently. And I think that's what I love most about, um, you know, any sort of podcast, any sort of medium like this is that when you bring two people that kind of share uh, experience, you want to hear both sides of the story because, you know, mm -hmm. some people might get things lost in translation and whatnot. So I, I definitely want to make sure that we we understand, uh, you know, what's going into this podcast as far as bringing a fourth person in and whatnot and, um, you know, just kind of, you know, mixing up uh, who we're talking to. And secondly, of course, uh, at least from my own clarity, I want to hear exactly what your guys' pitches are to all the different parts of OD Cloud. You know what I mean? Whether it's uh, you know to clients, whether it's to community members, or you know even to potential investors, because the pitch changes for each one, right? And yeah, we need to that, make sure that we kind of centralize yeah. like, OD Cloud. You know, this is what we are. This is what we're offering, yeah. and this is what you yeah. can expect. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that pitch one is, I think, you know, honestly, like everyone's pitch is different, but the hardest one right now is, I would say, is getting people that don't really, you know, I would say getting someone that's working as a consultant professional to get it. Get, like talking to a client, they get it. But once you get into like, you know, the financing world or VC world, these, because you have to be in it to get what this is, right? That's, I think that's your biggest challenge here is that if you haven't been on the client side, you've been on the consultant side, 
it's really hard, to, like it's hard to grasp what's going on. The movement just kind of is happening, but you don't you don't feel it. Mm. But if you're in the consultant side, you feel yeah, the freelancing is getting bigger. Our clients are seeing what's happening. So there is yeah, there is definitely challenge in communication there as we get out of this, you know, our own domain of expertise. But yeah, right. I do agree. Right, Ahad, uh, I want to ask you as well before we end. Uh, what exactly do you want out of this podcast? What exactly do you expect? Um, I expect to help uh, you know uh, raise awareness about. Uh, not just freelancing, but I, I do think the entire space of how people work is and the future of work is changing. Um, I think there's, there needs to be a greater importance on people and their livelihood and their, and their um, you know, their well-beings versus just the bottom line, um, you know, for a lot of companies. And I think that's what we should uh, aim to do. So I'd like to provide an honest and transparent view of what the freelancing life is, both pros and cons and where things are headed and be able to get um, experience or uh, feedback from, um, from people that have experienced it firsthand, you know, that have taken the leap, uh, that can provide uh, insight for others and uh, allow uh, folks to at least, you know, they may not be, you don't, you don't have to join Cloud to become a part of the community. You can become a part of the community uh, at any point in time and, uh, you know, start connecting with people, start, uh, you know, either providing mentorship or seeking mentorship. And I'd like to, um, you know, provide those opportunities for people and see, you know, and and hopefully help to address any questions that they may have. So that's, uh, you know, hopefully a goal that, that I'm hoping we can uh, accomplish from these podcasts.